Well, it's been long overdue, but in recent years, a handful of visionaries and a growing contingent of parents are beginning to wake up to a vital need that can affect positive change, not just in families, but in our culture. If you've happened to overlook ways to restore righteousness, peace, and joy to your child-rearing experience in your home, then stay tuned, because today we'll be talking with the founder and president of a new tech company that offers families a wiser, safer, and more worry-free alternative from the dangers and corruption that threaten your kids through smartphones. His name is Chris Casper, and he's here to tell us all about it next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm glad you joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is Trace Embry. He is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill and also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill. I'm Michelle Hill. Our goal on Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your kids in a way that honors God. And you know, Trace, over the years, we've consistently had some very high-level guests on the Licensed to Parent broadcast, you know, people who are experts in their fields, and many are globally renowned parenting experts. You know, and ever since I've been sitting in my seat for a little over a year now, when our programs are over and we're off the air, I hear you always asking a very pointed question. You always ask, should any dependent minor be allowed to have unfettered access to their own smartphone? You're kind of taking a poll when you ask them. And out of well over a 100 guests, I haven't heard any say yes, a dependent minor should have unrestrained access to their own smartphone. So my question is, if experts across the board agree that alcohol, tobacco, and even smartphones, among other things, should all have similar age restrictions for use, why do most teens still carry their own smartphones? Mm, yeah, great question. Uh, well, it's the cognitive dissonance factor, you know, one that... Science gives evidence to largely being brought about through digital addiction in the first place. That has fostered the anhedonic state of our citizenry to advance what is arguably a greater childhood disaster than the legalization of abortion. It's just a longer, slower post-gestational abortion. Uh, you know, we're talking uh, suicide, sullenness, anxiety, depression, addiction, self-harm, but particularly suicide. I, I mean, set aside the, the real statistics— just look at so many of the kids today. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just insane. People don't believe me when I tell them that we're getting calls at Shepherd's Hill Academy for six-year-olds with porn addictions. I'm not just talking about being exposed to pornography. That's sad. I'm talking about addicted to it. Uh, as a people, we've been lulled into a demonic deception and, and a degree of cognitive dissonance that has amused our entire society into imbecility. We're given the craziest ideas, uh, along with the unfettered knowledge and power to proliferate these ideas, to, to young kids. I mean, grade school kids and younger, who, whose brains are a decade or in some cases closer to two decades away from being fully developed. Uh, I think that old saying is true. The mind can always justify what the heart has already accepted. And we've accepted a lot of false premises on a lot of redefined terms that have wreaked havoc on our nation's collective sanity. 
But whatever we want to say about the science and biology behind it all, the real crux of the problem is fundamentally a spiritual problem. And you just don't hear too many people talking about that. So we're now living in a dystopian world where humans are being groomed to be little more than algorithms with, with DNA. And, and it's our kids who are most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Multi-tier thinking abilities are being reduced and, and reserved for a smaller and smaller pool of people these days. And by the way, don't confuse multi-tier thinking with multitasking. They're not the same thing. So there's really no wonder that adults can now justify giving kids the kind of decision-making authority to defy science and, and biology, one that claims that chromosomes and anatomy uh, have nothing to do with sex or gender, uh, which, by the way, are two English terms that, that are just two out of a thousand that have been redefined today. Mm. By redefining terms, we can justify anything. The Nazis did it. The American South did it. I can go on and on. And when we can justify anything, then this includes giving smartphones to kids, which only helps proliferate the madness. Combining kids and smartphones, the way I look at it, is is like combining the substances that make up nitroglycerin. It's an explosion waiting to happen. Michelle, you know I can go on forever about this, so I'm going to shut up and I'm going to allow you to introduce today's guest, who has brought to market a product that should be an obvious solution to the mess that we've created for for our kids and our posterity. And now we're going to have to do something to help clean it all up. Well, our guest today is a leader in the creation of healthy tech, and Trace, he is a part of cleaning things up. Chris Casper is our guest on Licensed to Parent. Chris is the founder of Techless, an innovative tech startup that created WiseFone, a pure and simple phone for intentional people. Before Techless, Chris founded Dancing Fox Films, a film production company, and Espresso, an ad agency specializing in brand development. I love that name. Chris is married to Sierra, and he's a fun dad to four beautiful daughters. And uh, Chris and Sierra have been foster parents for a handful of kids. And Chris and Sierra live for a deeper purpose. Welcome, Chris. Awesome. Excited to be here. I'm kindred spirits with you guys. So blessed to be on. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on. Hey, listen, so rather than waiting until after the program, uh, because of who you are and what you do, uh, I'll simply ask you on the air right now, uh, should any dependent minor be allowed to have unfettered access to his or her own smartphone? Make me number 101. (laughs) (laughs) A clear no. I mean, and, and earlier, you mentioned there's a demonic force. Like, I don't go this deep on most podcasts I hop on or most radio shows, but there absolutely is an intentional force. No it has a name, even. I mean, talk about you can't serve both God and mammon. Wow, yeah. Mammon doesn't mean money. Mammon is an intentional demonic force that Satan uses to pull us out of reality into an abstract world. And it's mm. this allure of power. And that's yeah. the essence of what technology has largely become today. Yeah, and you're seeing it being uh, leveraged in Silicon Valley to deceive our kids, their parents, and even our government, our voting base, but that's a whole other story. Uh, So would you mind giving our listeners in a brief overview of of why you started Techless and, and what your vision is for the Wise Fund? Yeah. So, so as you mentioned, I had foster daughters. I had 10 and 13 year old girls and they were, you know, dropped off at our house and the caseworker's walking out the door and turns around and says, Hey, don't let these girls near anything that looks like a smartphone because they send weird pictures of themselves to older men. And I'm like, okay, mm. this is a sticky situation because you don't want to be that jerk of a parent day one laying down some extreme rules that kids aren't used to. So really kind of search the world of what's the solution here. And there were no kids safe devices. 
um, and then kind of got deeper in the rabbit hole and realized that just in general, our technology is anti-God at, at the fundamental sure. level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of started this multi-year journey in creating Techless. And our purpose really is to lead people to live fully with God's design for technology. And so our first product is a phone, but we're going beyond that. Like right now, we, we did this experiment. We called it a detox kit where you actually rent a phone for 30 days and it comes with vision cards and like some, like here's how you unpack this experience because it's pretty extreme. When you get a phone, especially if you're using used to using a smartphone, here's how you navigate these waters um, and kind of walking through that. So we're, we're dabbling in that, uh, that content space of how to navigate these waters with people. That is so cool. That is cool. And but let me ask you something. Why does it still seem to be taking so long for parents to catch on? Um, uh, even today, in a time when when parents have more uh, wise and worry free phone choices than ever. I mean, at one time they, it was just the flip the flip phone. And, you know, parents would tell me all the time, "Well, there are no options." I mean, they, you could have done the flip phone, but why are we so behind the curve on this as parents? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, just neutral reasons and there's a lot of selfish reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. fear of being ostracized for your kids, for yourself, uh, laziness. Um, I don't want to get too doom and gloom here. but And then just the default thrust of the world. 98% of the world doesn't have an issue with what's going on here, although that's growing day by day. Um, but very few people are asking the counterintuitive question of what's good for my kid's character instead of just taking what's handed to them. Mm-hmm. Chris, what are you seeing as um, the result of Wise Phone? What are parents saying about it? Yeah, so to give you some context, the, our phone is very basic. It can call, text, has a few basic tools, clock, maps, calculator, but it doesn't have any social media, no games, no solo entertainment on it. Um, so it's kind of a shock to the system, kind of like your academy is. You know, it's like yeah. you jump in and there's there's hard boundaries around what you can and can't do around it. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, is those hard boundaries can't be tweaked or edited, kind of like your school. You, It is what it is. And yeah. that shock to the system is absolutely transformative. It is a big well, jump, just like your school is a big jump for, for people. But once you dive in, all of a sudden you get a new default normal and it's transformative in the lives mm. of people. I mean, absolutely transformative. I Listen, I, I, I see it every day in this whole shock to the system thing. Parents are scared out of their wits to shock their kids or to upset their kids. Kids are very resilient. And, you know, there's not a kid that comes to Shepherd's Hill Academy, looks at where they're going to be living for the next year and isn't shocked. That goes away pretty quickly and they acclimate very well. I mean, there are therapies where you shock your system with heat and then ice water and things like that. What's it going to take to get parents to look past this? I mean, they, 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 part of their problems is, is that they've wanted their kids to be comfortable uh, too often, too long, too comfortable. How do we get parents to look past that? Yeah, I mean, just state things um, that are just plain and simple and obvious. I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to lead people into the truth of what mm-hmm. technology is today. And most people are just they're they're cloudy they don't even understand it's starting to come out right the twitter files the facebook files um you know these type of things are starting you're starting to realize there's some exploitation going on here but uh, just dive in and <laughs> state some obvious truths uh, that are innumerable but we're not yet acquainted with them yet my issue with that is that some of those obvious truths i think because digital technology has already atrophied parts of the brain 
Mm-hmm. We've got a society that's denying logic and objective truth, common, what used to be called common sense, but even mm-hmm. science now. You know, and I'm referring largely to the LGBT community who mm-hmm. you have to defy biology to come to the conclusions that they're, that they're coming to. How much of this, as I mentioned in the opening, cognitive dissonance is because we are just, you are like monkeys in a vine. We, we don't turn loose of one pleasure till we have another one in our hands. And our kids are, are right there. How much of this is, a, is, a, is a, a genuine biological problem in the brain of a lot of people today? Because this is what I seem to be running into on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, our, our brains have been rewired. I, I would just say in the last 30 years, technology has happened to us. We are exactly. just now starting to uncover the consequences of what's going on here. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. We're talking with Chris Casper today about wise phones. Check them out at techless.com. We'll be back with more Licensed Apparent right after this. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by TroubledTeen.org. Hi, folks. Trace Embry here, host of the Licensed to Parent broadcast and founder of Shepherds Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago. Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a residential treatment center for troubled teens. Want to know more? Check out licensedparent.org and click resources. Today we are talking with Chris Casper. He's helping us understand phones, our teens, and we're talking actually wise phones. And so, Chris, you have developed wise phones. You've developed this wise phone. How are parents accepting it? And I guess another part of that question is how are teens accepting it? 
Yeah, so we have an interesting product that's kind of like a personal trainer, right? It's not necessarily the most fun thing to do, but it's really, really good for you to use. Um, so teens, we kind of have this happy medium. Our phone looks like a smartphone, mm-hmm. but not a flip phone. And so it's kind of a step towards the right direction of as far as fitting in or it looks normal. It doesn't draw attention to itself, yeah. but at the same time, it has healthy boundaries. So most teens that have loving parents deeply appreciate it at, you know, at, at the highest level. And I've talked to lots of them. Um, there's a few, of course, that take it begrudgingly. Um, but I think parents really love it. In fact, so many parents, we actually sell over 70% of our phones are to parents of kids or parents, really? adults actually. Wow. And, and, and they really love it for their kids because first and foremost, they can just trust it. There are very few devices you can hand to a kid out of the box without going online and researching a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. um, and locking this thing down and finding the loopholes that kids can work around. So there's an instant trust and peace um, when you hand it to them. And then for themselves personally, I think, you know, I, I, I love how people are sincere. If I'm going to give this to you, I'm going to use it myself. Um, and our device mm-hmm. is kind of a crossover for both, both ages here. Yeah. Well, I take a shot in my mouth to, at the dentist begrudgingly, but I pay him to do it because <laughs> I, I know that you know, there's, a, there's a greater end in, in the equation. You know, on the phone, we were talking uh, yesterday a little bit, Chris, and you said you were in a collaboration with a friend of ours, Kathy Cook, who's been on this program quite a bit about this subject um how did you how'd that come about and, and what do you hope to achieve with the book and uh how will it be different than her other book uh screens and teens yeah so we're in early early stages so i don't even know if i can talk about it much yet but okay, I, I you know we we met at a homeschooling convention um and just hit it off i met with her executive director and just instantly resonated with what we're doing because what we're doing and what she's talking about are just in lockstep there's very few people actually creating technology that's healthy, that follows God's design. There's a lot of people talking about the problem, but there's no good solutions out there. So do you see people excited about what you are developing? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I mean, like our brand, one of the ways you measure how strong a brand is is a net promoter score. It's kind of the standard Mm -hmm. metric, right? And, And we are off the charts. Like people just love the concept of what Techless is, of what WiseFone's about. Now I will say, when they get a WiseFone in their hand, it's harder than they would imagine because we've atrophied in the way that you've talked. It is difficult for people to dive in and actually take the plunge. But Mm -hmm. philosophically, (laughs) there's a lot of resonance with what we're doing here. How did you make the decision to have on the wise phone what you have on with contacts and, and text and, and um, you know, being able to actually have a phone versus having apps of Facebook and social media and games? How did you make that decision? Yeah, yeah. And we're still in the middle of that, I'll say. So we have this internal document, we call it the Sophie Design Scheme, which is kind of our design philosophy. And we have principles that guide what we do and don't have. Um, And it is a continuum, you know. Um, So at the end of the day, probably the most important principle just to drive everything is does this drive us closer towards one another in meaningful relationship with God and one another? Or does this drive us further apart? And so practical tools frequently fall into, yeah, this can help us, um, but digital interactions and, and things that push us into digital relationship seem to be superficial and actually detrimental. So we stay away from those on the continuum. And I could dive deeper into this, but that's the highest level principle that guides our design mm-hmm. philosophy. Awesome. That's so cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I see a, a phone like this really taking off 
uh, only when there's a cultural narrative and, and mindset shift in America here and, and probably around the world. Uh, not unlike you know what happened in the cigarette industry, bottled water, uh, and recycling. Uh, you, you, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I actually wrote an article that said smartphones are the new fast food. And I compared smoking, uh, fast food, and these cultural trends, and they peak, and then they be, fall out of favor, and people realize how exploitative and how harmful these things are for us. And right now, mm-hmm. we are at the moment, kind of this inflection point where people are starting to realize, just like fast food made us unhealthy and fat, like our consumer tech largely is destroying our mental health. It's destroying our peace and we're having the same effect. And so, you know, three years ago when we created Techless, I talked about this and people will look at me cross-eyed and didn't understand what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Now there's heads nodding and they get it and give it five more years. And I think that there's going to be a massive transformation. That cultural change is coming. That's yeah, I, I agree. And it, it, it's, a, it's a slow go. I remember my, my brother, I guess, 30, 40 years ago saying, you know what's going to be the big deal uh, real soon? Uh, people buying water. I said, you're out of your mind. We're getting it free now. And, uh, you know, sure enough, bingo. <laughs> um, so do you feel you have to make your own market or will things ultimately get so bad uh, morally and otherwise here in America that the market will come to you? Well, well, they're getting there and the market is coming to us. Um, and I think there's this new category and this is really what Techless is going after. And to use secular language, it's what I call healthy tech. It's technology that has intentional constraints around it that ensure mental health or spiritual health. And this is where we are growing into. And so think what Whole Foods did to the fast food industry. They came Mm -hmm. in, they set some definitions and they in a sense Mm -hmm. redeemed the food industry and said, hey, here's a healthy alternative. It is slightly different industries, but it's the food industry, right? They they defined organic, they defined fair trade. They, They came out with a totally different paradigm. That's what Techless is really trying to dive into, what's healthy, and the underlying principles driving that are actually God's design for tech. Mm-hmm. Chris, I, I know my answer to this, but uh, how do you respond to the detractors who say that, you know, even if I get my kid a, a wise phone, he's still going to see things, she's still going to see things on their friend's phone. How do you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, so so just what are the defaults? What's the low-hanging fruit? So you're right. Uh, at the end of the day, what really matters is the character of of your kid. That's what helps them navigate mm-hmm. life circumstances. And wise phone is not that silver bullet. This is not going to solve all your problems and your kid's never going to see pornography because of the world that we live in. But it takes the most dangerous, toxic thing out of a one second engagement that's sitting there right there in their pocket, yelling at them perpetually day after day after day. And that drip of evil disappears in a sense. And they can have the opportunity to build resilience to this mm-hmm. stuff. Well, the Bible obviously has nothing to say specifically about smartphones or digital technology. Uh, What's Chris Casper's best biblical argument for why kids should not have unfettered access to their own smartphone? Mm -hmm. So I actually did a sermon series on the theology of technology in Genesis. So I literally just took the first few chapters of Genesis and you'd be surprised how much the Bible does have to say about it. And I, I think I, and I, and you, you can't get any older than Genesis, right? So mm-hmm. I think the biggest takeaway for me was that technology has great capacity and its default is to be the anti-God, to take us away from God. When mm-hmm. Cain killed Abel, what did he do? He went and built a city 
And that city, you know, he was marked with God. That city was in a sense designed to fill this God-shaped hole in his heart that he no longer had this relationship with God. So he went and pioneered the very first city community technology thing. And that's what tech does to us so many times. And just like money, it has capacity for good, but its default is evil. We Mm -hmm. need to think of technology in the same way. It has capacity for good, but its default is evil. And we need to be just as careful with tech as we are with money. Well, I see tech as a steroid to our sin nature. Uh, it could also be a steroid for the spirit of God living in us. So it's a, it can be used as a tool or a weapon, but it's just so much easier for our kids in particular uh, to use it as something that is a steroid to the sin nature. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of Matthew uh, 18.6. If anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, uh, it would be better to have a millstone hung around their neck and throw in the depths of the sea. And I think when we give our kids these addictive adult toys called smartphones, that we've done just that. Um, and, you know, we've, we've uh, kind of challenged the scriptures, and, and I don't know the exact chapter and verses in Ephesians and Colossians. Don't provoke your kids to anger or embitter them or discourage them. Uh, you had mentioned ostracism um, being an issue with kids carrying a different kind of phone. And yet... Uh, parents have not connected the dots in, when they let their kids have unfettered access to these things and they're on social media day in and day out. Social media is ostracism central. And the, the stuff that, that goes on there, why are parents not connecting the dots here? Yeah, I mean, there's, like you mentioned suicide earlier, like there is a 4x increase in suicide since pre-internet to the internet age. There's just a 100% direct correlation there, and that has to do with what you're talking about. It's that depersonalization of relationship, and it's the digitization of relationship. And so, yeah, you might get ostracized in person, but it's it's a totally different experience than if you get ostracized digitally um, in, in an impersonal way. And it's just – there's different impacts on our soul here. You know, um, I remember it, when I was in high school, and, you know, drugs were just as – well, I don't know if they were just as, but – it was certainly proliferated throughout the school. And, you know, as a kid, I'd, I'd go to parties and stuff, and they'd, they'd pass things around. And, and, and you know, I, I played a lot of sports, so I, I just had no interest in it, even before I became a believer. And I got made fun of, major league. But then I, it, it went full circle, and I heard from other people who said, you know, um, people respect that. And I yeah. think that, that this will happen with these phones in, in due time. And I'm, I'm, that's my prayer for it anyway. But we have time for one qu- last quick question. What makes Wise Phone the best among other companies on the market today? We love God. <laughs> Amen. That's all you, you know, say right there. Any other technologists love God, I'd love to talk to them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Very cool. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, our time is, is running out. And uh, I'd love to have you back and, and, and do this again and go even deeper because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things we could have brought to the table today, just didn't have the time to do so. Well, and Chris, thank you for your company. That really is a ministry. I mean, the, yeah. this, what you are doing is amazing and you are cleaning up the tech world and that is so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Chris Casper. Check out the exciting things that Chris and his team are doing at Techless. Go to techless.com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. 
We are here for you if you need help. Check out LicensedToParent.org for more information. Just click on the resource tab on the main page. And if you don't need help, maybe you would like to help us. Licensed to Parent in Shepherds Hill is a listener-supported ministry, and a donation of any amount would help us greatly. You can donate online, LicensedToParent.org, and click on the Donate tab. Thanks to our team for making today possible. Our producer is Rich Rosel. Carl Peetz is our technical producer. For Trace Embry, I'm Michelle Hill, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.